Welcome back to Currently with Curator, where I share my latest style obsessions, all of which you can access through my shopping community, Curator. My spring curation is finally here. And throughout the season, I'm going to be telling you more about everything inside of it, item by item. This week, we're focusing on the Day Tripper bag, which I co-created with the New York-based brand, Walter Baker. We wanted a tote that was large enough to carry your overnight essentials, but small enough to wear day-to-day if you like. The black and white palette means it will go with everything in your wardrobe, and the canvas material is so lightweight, but incredibly sturdy. On its own, the Day Tripper is valued at $198, but you can get this entire five-product curation for just $100 when you start your membership with my code, RACHEL25. These boxes are in limited supply, so head to curator.com. That's C-U-R-A-T-E-U-R.com to claim this offer right now. Hi, everyone. I'm Rachel Zoe, and you're listening to Climbing in Heels. This show is all about celebrating the most extraordinary superwomen who will be sharing their incredible journeys to the top, all while staying glamorous. Today with me, we have my friend, fashion designer and entrepreneur, Nikki Hilton Rothschild. On this episode, Nikki talks about her childhood, which included her first internship at the age of 12. Yes, 12. Her incredible sisterly bond with Paris Hilton, giving back to the community and the dream come true that is motherhood. I'm so happy to have you on. So I started climbing in heels because just like you, I have so many women in my life who are just doing amazing things, have had the most extraordinary like careers and done a million things and are moms and part of families, have had major education or next to no education, have had just such different paths to get where they are. But the point Mm -hmm. of it is, and you're such a good example of it, is that you've gotten to become who you are in a very genuine way, working really, really hard while still embracing being a woman and loving that part of it and always being elegant and like climbing in heels is really like you can get to where you want to be and still be a woman, you know, if that makes sense and embrace Mm -hmm. what it is to be a woman. But everybody's path is different. And Mm -hmm. I think that the goal for me is to share with people sort of a little bit of who you are, how you got here and like sort of what, what drives you and like what what have been some of your greatest sort of challenges along the way, if any? Because I've had the good fortune of knowing you for what feels like your whole life, but probably just the upper, <laughs> the second the second half. I literally met you and Paris in 2001 or two. And you were so young and always so beautiful. But I remember very clearly being like, I actually thought you were her older sister. What I realized over time was that it was like you didn't say a lot. And then when you did, it was either absolutely hilarious or it was like just straight shooting. It was like you were saying exactly what everyone was thinking, but no one wanted to say. I always like to just go back a little bit to the beginning because I like to know who were you like 
as a kid? Because you obviously grew up in this beautiful family in a beautiful place, right? I was born in New York and we moved to LA. I feel like I must have been two or three. Okay. So, so really but I here. consider myself a New Yorker. You I'm are born in New Yorker, although I was bi coastal back and forth for a bit. Like New York is my roots. Yeah. You s- seem New Yorker to me. I'm very New York, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Everything about you feels New York to me. And, 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 but, but not your sister. You seem very New York to me. Like, I feel like when you got married and moved back to New York, that to me felt like, okay, yeah, that's where she's supposed to be, actually. So when you were a kid, like, were you this like dreamy kid? Were you like the little girl with the pink bows in her hair, like your mom's pictures that she posts? And were you just like, I want to play with Barbies and I want to be this when I grow up? Or were you like a tougher kid? Were you opinionated? Like, were you a dreamer? Um, were you like, like, what was your, what, who was Nikki Little? I was very, very serious, but very girly, very feminine, loved dressing up, fashion, playing in my mom's closet, organizing her jewelry and the shoes. I was so enamored by it all. So I knew from a very, very young age that I wanted to do something in fashion, whether it be work at a magazine, mm-hmm. a store, just anything. I, I loved all of it. And did you love like because you come from a family of workers, mm-hmm. like your your parents are workers, like real mm-hmm. workers and doers. And I think like I know for me, that was everything, just kind of watching that and living that. There was never any like, oh, I'm going to marry someone wealthy and live happily ever after and go shopping. That was never like a thought in my head, right? No. they. <laughs> my parents instilled a very strong work ethic in all of us. And I remember being like 12 years old in the Hamptons and they're like, what are your summer plans? Because you're not just going to sit and hang out all day. You're going to get a job. I was like, I am 12. They're like, you're going to get a job. I got an internship. At Hamptons Magazine (laughs) when you were 12. Yes. That's amazing. And I actually ended up doing it for a few summers with Amanda Hurst. And we were interns. We did the grittiest, most boring, menial tasks, taking the trash out, taking lunch orders, taking all the party picture film across the street to get developed, sending out the magazines to the advertisers. But I, I, you know, I just learned so much. Yeah, of course. I always say there are students and there are workers, right? There's, mm-hmm. and, and listen, sometimes there's both, right? Very often. But mm-hmm. I was definitely a worker more than I was a student, 100%. I had my parents gave me the choice not to go to college. There's a good chance. I, I won't tell my kids this now, but like, there's a good chance I would have opted out and started working because mm-hmm. I, f- I felt like I learned more in my first year working than I did in four years mm-hmm. of school. And so I'm curious to kind of know at what point, so you went to school in the city or you, you went to school here, mm-hmm. city, LA? I went to high school in college in New York. I went to the convent of the Sacred Heart, all girls Catholic school on the Upper East Side. Not as glamorous as Gossip Girl. And then I went to the new school and then I started working immediately. And and what was like, so here's the thing. 
you, a lot of people that we know well, and probably even more that you, that I don't know, got tangled up in a lot of different kinds of trouble, right? Yeah. And I think the thing is that I'm always in awe of is that you and Paris and Baron all really turned out really well, like really just not lost in that. And I think my sister and I the same, and we came from a town where a lot of people got really lost and messed up. And I think for me, I think just knowing you as an adult, I would never see you lose, like be the type of person to lose your footing. And even as I've known you for this long, you just always seem to have it like together. Like you just always seem like not out of control ever. I think that I credit like a lot of my my everything is to my family. We are so tight. We are so close. We are so ride or die and supportive of each other yeah. and lean on each other. And I'm so grateful for that. Yeah. And I think I, I really, I know it sounds cliche, but like to me, family is everything. A thousand percent. And don't you realize that even more now as a mother. Like, don't oh, yeah. you just realize like everything I do is an example for them. I think one thing I definitely want to talk about is like, obviously you have a very visible family, right? And I've been lucky enough to know all of you for so long that to me, you're like one of the realest families I've ever known, especially in this town and in this industry. You've, you've touched mm -hmm. fashion in so many ways. You've touched different facets of the industry footwear, clothing, you've done shows, you're doing jewelry, like you've written books, like there's so many pieces of this puzzle. Mm -hmm. I want to know, A, what's your favorite? And, and B, I want to talk about some of your challenges, right? Like what I guess keeps you awake at night and like what wakes you up in the morning? Like what is it that like, have you had haters? Have you had critics have you had trolls have you had any because you it's funny you don't seem like the person who would ever let that shit bother you but I think the question is like you've I'm sure you've had some mean girl shit like I'm sure you've had oh, stuff yeah. oh yeah it's so funny you say that because yesterday after the core show we went to this Michael had a lunch yeah I was sitting with all these women and lots of mothers of, <laughs> and we were talking just how great it is how much kinder the the world has become and yes. even just the media because yeah growing up in the media in the 2000s they were just downright cruel at times cruel, cruel. and sadistic and mean and they used these girls that yep. The Paris's and the Britney's is just punchlines every single yep. day. Yep. And that shit would not fly today. But I think it really impacts girls. It has impacted girls in a bigger way over the years. Yeah. And I think it's interesting. I think that's on the one hand, you're like, well, wait a minute. We have the Internet. It should be 10x worse. But I mm -hmm. think then it was tabloids. Right. And I think and those shows. I don't even think you can have like a fashion police now cutting down what people are wearing, right? And so yeah. I think there's, it, it's funny because I was experiencing something the other day, just randomly, this woman who was just speaking so terribly to me and my team, and it was so ridiculous. And I was sort of like, she's not even like in our business. Like it was just that 
And I literally turn around and I go, I cannot believe in this day and age that you're actually speaking like this. Like I, I actually, yeah, because you actually can't get away with that anymore. And I think it's a really good point what you're saying, because I actually think that when we grew up and I think when like 20 years ago, 15 years ago at the height of it, you could say anything, you could do anything. There was no, there was no ramifications for that. And I think now you do that. You say someone's hair is the wrong. You you give it the wrong title. You I mean you're canceled, right? And for that, I am grateful and happy that yeah. my my girls and my boy will grow up in a somewhat kinder world. I mean, we still got a long, long way to go, but we are making strides. And so, what? Okay, so I think just for our listeners, I think it's important to talk about. So Nikki is younger than Paris by a few years. And again, I think I, along with many people, have always felt like Nikki was the older sister. And I think now Paris is living her dream and her fairy to life. And I could not be happier. And I could not love somebody more, by the way, just the most magical person. It's important to talk about sisters, right? Because I have a sister and I think you guys have Mm -hmm. such a beautiful relationship. And I think the thing is what I have seen over the years that's beautiful is that you talk to her and she talks to you exactly like you should. You're very straight. Yeah. No, we are we speak <laughs> like 10 times a day. Yeah, we are each other's biggest cheerleaders. Yep. I see some siblings who don't get on and that always makes me so sad because Me too. For me, like sisters, it's such an unbreakable bond. I agree. And my sister, it's funny because everyone's always like, like my closest girlfriends, they're like, you don't ask us for anything. I'm like, because of my sister. Like, and I had Roger and I have Roger who's been with me 31 years. So it's like when you have those two relationships that are so strong, I don't think you're as high maintenance as a friend. I think I think that's why kind of only children a lot of yes, times that they're friends, right? Their friends become their siblings, right? Mm-hmm. So, but you're not that demanding as of a friend because no. you have your sister for all the hardcore stuff. Hundred and your mom, but yeah. So I think, but like I think you guys are in. It's weird. You're both in the quote unquote industry, but differently, right? Like I don't mm-hmm. feel like you want to do anything she does, and I feel like she doesn't want to do anything you do. And I think that's no. also why it works so beautifully. Yes, we <laughs> totally had different ambitions and goals our whole life. And I used to get asked that all the time. Do you guys get jealous of each other? No, no. we don't have the same taste in clothing, <laughs> in boys, in career paths. Like we we are night and day. You really do cheer for each other. I also think your speech at the wedding was one of the greatest speeches I've ever <laughs> heard. And I won't I won't say it for people to hear because it was private. But one of the highlights for me was like, who asked their family to go on their honeymoon? Can you believe that? that no. She invited all no. of us on Actually, honeymoon? no. I and no. the whole family to the bachelorette party. I was like, you are so generous and kind i would not have mom near my bachelorette party in me, my neither. me neither that, she's just so easy going like that of course or i am i will admit it i am much more uptight i'm like she's you. just like, whatevs i know i know and that's why i think that it, 
I think she's the most misunderstood person I know. I think less so now, but I think like, I think she has just always been the sweetest, most supportive friend and just the sweetest, kindest person has, she's just always been that way with, with a heart like bigger than she actually knows what to do with sometimes. But I think, I think now kind of watching you in this role of like entrepreneur, mom, I can't believe you have three kids, happily married. Mm -hmm. It's just so nice to see. And I feel like this is kind of like how your life was supposed to be. But I think the best thing about you that I've always noticed is that you've never once not stayed true to exactly who you are, right? Like, I just feel like you've never like tried to appeal to other people. You're just always like, this is my opinion. I'm sticking to it. I don't give a shit what other people say. This is my thought, right? And that's a really hard thing to do to not be like swayed by like the people around you and I I think my mom taught me that at a young age she she was like who cares what everyone thinks they're not paying your bills (laughs) that was her favorite line (laughs) what do you care it was like you're right you're right I could I could see her saying that I could I could absolutely see her saying there'll be lots of Kathyisms throughout this podcast as there should be what I do want to talk about now is sort of like so what's kind of next like what's been your favorite part of your career so far like just sort of where you were like this is my calling I need to do more of this this is what I'm meant to to do and I want to I want to figure out how to do this more like which facet of the industry like what what feels most natural to you I'm I love the fashion stuff and the designing I actually just shot my French soul spring campaign amazing I feel like this is now a few this is a few years in now right Yes, you probably this is not your language, flats, but but they're so I cute. I'm very much a ballerina flat girl. I think they are the perfect combination of comfort and elegance. I just fell in love with them. Audrey Hepburn and her turtleneck and her little cigarette pants. But that's your whole thing. You have this like Carolyn Bissett chicness. That's her whole like Nikki thing. So that keeps me busy. But I would say the most rewarding work I do is with the the Hilton Foundation. I want to talk about that because I think that's, listen, I'm doing, doing that kind of work, I think is probably the most important thing that any of us do. So I, I do want to hear about that because I know that you've been a part of all kinds of different foundations, but I want to hear more about the Hilton Foundation. So the when my great grandfather died he left his fortune to the hilton foundation right and since its inception in 1944 they have donated nearly three billion dollars to nonprofit organizations oh my god so the mission statement is alleviating human suffering and we do all sorts of work with early child development mm-hmm foster youth, homelessness Mm -hmm. in Los Angeles. I love introducing my girls to this type of work because it was introduced to me so young and it's just sort of been in my DNA. And then they love it too. Like I took them two weekends ago to the synagogue my husband belongs to uptown and we made meals for the community fridge so we sat there with all these families and it was really great having the kids involved and we made sandwiches fruit cups 
salads, water bottles, and we drove the food up to the community fridge in Harlem. And I don't know if you're familiar with this community fridge concept. No. It's amazing. I'm so they're popping not. up all over the city. So they had one where in Harlem and it's on the street, like a huge fridge. Wow. And people just take what As they, they need. need it, they come. So we unloaded all of the stuff into the fridge and we were sort of just like sitting there and watching and all these people just started coming and grabbing a sandwich or a bottle of water to be able to introduce my kids to that. I started the boys when they were about four and five mm -hmm. and six and started to really kind of build that foundation of empathy mm -hmm. and everything else and them really understanding yeah. that the life they live is not a given and not expected and, and not not it's not a given in this world and there's many that don't. And I think there's nothing more important that we actually can do for our kids than to expose real world, mm -hmm. real life to them as young as possible. Because oh, they'll always yeah. lead my with mom, that. <laughs> my parents would bring us down to the Union Rescue Mission mm -hmm. downtown LA almost every Christmas and Thanksgiving to feed the homeless. And it's it just it makes you feel so good to be able to help people and my kids love doing it it's i think it's so important to keep them in it and it also it also becomes that thing that they look forward to and it's a thing that they'll be driven by ultimately in their lives which is the most important thing that we do as parents i think yes i got really creative with my giving back i recently joined the board of god's love we deliver nice nice came on to the team and I said, I really want to engage my kids mm -hmm. and the youth, create volunteer opportunities and teach these kids the importance of giving back. Mm -hmm. So we did our inaugural kickoff at the Museum of Ice Cream. <laughs> <laughs> my kids just like, everything is about God's love we deliver. Museum of ice cream. See, but that's but it's great. And I think it's the, I think it's such a great thing that we do that that you do. And so I guess so the idea is that you can now work with multiple organizations right through this. So, so that's that's amazing. And by the way, kids, it was all about animals. I'm on the board of Animal Haven, which is a no kill shelter. Yes, I know work and everything's about animals. But then I had kids yeah. just something like ignited in me it was like a moral obligation well it is get involved and well I you do great work with baby to baby and i think you know what it is i think when you have kids and you're feeding them and you're putting a diaper on them or you're just getting them a new sweater you don't that's such a normal thing that when all of a sudden you go wait they don't have shoes that fit they don't have socks they don't have a backpack for school, so they use a garbage bag that they keep all their stuff in. And when you and and they eat their meals at their public school that they eat at. And when school shuts down, they don't get food. So it's yeah. like when you start to go down that, and I think as a parent, it's like, yes, you don't have to be a parent to think about that. But I think once you are, it's like 10 times more intensive that you feel, as you said, this like obligation as a human being to try and yeah. fix it and try and help however you can. I, I couldn't mm -hmm. agree more. So tell me what is next and like what your dream is. Obviously, you're living it. But do you ever think like, okay, I still have this left to do or I still like, I'd still like to 
do X? Or do you just like say, I'm living in my moment and taking every day as it comes? Well, having three kids now <laughs> I is a hundred full-time jobs. But, no, but I got into the the kids game. Yeah, of course. So I just did a, a swimsuit collab with this cute brand that I found that my mom found on Instagram. It's called Sunhouse Children's. Okay. And it's these two moms from the South. Cute. And they have the most adorable line. And I did this cute collab of little girls and little boy um, swimsuits and working on two fun fashion projects right now. Good. I'm very excited to see what you do because I just think you have a lot that you are doing and a lot that you'll keep doing. But I also think you're going to keep doing it like the Nikki way. Like, I also think that your sort of calm, cool, I think always brings a lot to anything. Um, and I think that's I think that's why you are where you are and who you are. But I do love you madly. Go enjoy your kids. Bye, honey. It's that time in the show when I answer two listener questions. So let's see what we have today. Okay, what was your favorite show at New York Fashion Week? And is it true the shows only last around 10 minutes? So it's funny. I mean, I had a few favorites. I think Rodarte was extraordinary. It was literally mythical. It was like it was like theater. I mean, it was just really, it was really unbelievable. It reminded me of going to Couture. It was just that intricate and that artful and felt like a bit Maleficent movie. And it felt a bit fairy tale goth at the same time, but it was just extraordinary. Prabal Garang, I thought was incredible. I loved the like metallic fringe two-piece pantsuit and the gown. And of course, Carolina Herrera, Wes Gordon just did the most beautiful, elegant collection, super feminine and just very like New York lady, but in a very modern, youthful way. And yes, it is very funny. The irony of fashion shows is that in the old days, you would wait like 45 minutes for a show to start. And then it was like, They'd call it for 10 a.m. It wouldn't start to almost 11. And then it was over in like eight minutes. And you were just like, wait, what just happened? But now they're definitely more timely. But typically, yeah, I mean, a show is 10 to 15 minutes long. Just think of it as a couple of songs. And they walk each look. It's anywhere from 40 to, I guess, 80 looks, but 80 really is more in Europe, like with Armani and Dolce & Gabbana, Gucci, they show more like 80 looks. But yes, it is true. They're only around 10 minutes, give or take. Okay, what is your go-to full coverage concealer? That's a great question because I'm actually constantly on the quest for the perfect concealer. I'm sort of playing with a few right now. I have to say the Claude de Peau, while very pricey, happens to be excellent for full coverage. I would say there is a new one that I'm playing with the shade, but I really do like it. The Charlotte Tilbury new beautiful, I want to say it's called Beautiful Skin Concealer, but you have to find your shade. The problem with concealer is you have to get the right shade that matches your foundation. So I think that's a challenge. And once you do that, finding the perfect concealer is much easier. There's also a great Kevin O'Quan concealer. And then my tried and true um, Touche Clot YSL concealer is also still wonderful, but it's not as thick. It's a bit lighter. Okay, I hope that helps. 
Don't forget to submit your questions for next week's episode. All you have to do is DM us your questions to at Climbing in Heels pod on Instagram, and I might just answer your question. I want to thank Nikki for coming on the podcast and opening up about her life and her incredible foundation, the Hilton Foundation, which I'm so impressed by because there's nothing I love more than when people who can do and what an impact the Hilton Foundation is having and will continue to have for a very long time on so many people. I think something we haven't really talked about that much on the podcast, if at all, is commitment to philanthropic endeavors. And I think that as parents, one of the biggest things that we can do for our children is teach them as young as possible about empathy and giving back and just giving out your hand where you can. And um, that it should be something that you look forward to and something that drives you. And I think that Nikki's talking about how important that is to her and to her family, I think is such a great takeaway, honestly. And she really does do so much. She works really hard. She's so professional. And I meant it when I said, like, I've known her for 20 years. And I swear she's just always together, always straight shooter, always kind, just like her mom and just like her sister, honestly. And they're such a nice family. And so I think it's really nice to kind of share a little bit more of who Nikki Rothschild is. I still want to say Nikki Hilton. I want to thank our listeners as well. If you want more Climbing in Heels content, follow me on at Rachel Zoe and at Climbing in Heels pod on Instagram for more updates on upcoming guests, episodes, and all things Curator. And I will see you next week. Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the roaring 20s. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games.